You're listening to Spinning Around with Hailey Minogue on Area 3000. And we're back! Yes, my friends, that was exactly what you thought it was. What a set. From Gracie T of Boiler Room fame all the way over from Sheffield in the UK. Hope those 60 minutes got your finger guns up and had you yelling, this one's a stinky winky, calling for wheel-ups like you wish you weren't white at a grime night. I also hope that you're all settling in nicely tonight. It is around 7 or just past 7 p.m. AEDT. And remember, for folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, doing, yeah! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for more conversations and mixes with dance music's latest and greatest. I told you, I'm fucking weird. My next <laughs> guest tonight is a NAM-based DJ and member of beloved music collective Resonance. She's very much a rising star in the hard dance and techno community, having been selected to spin live for renowned groups like Flux, Haptic, Inertia, and even Algorib, nurturing her mercilessly destructive sound with mixes for groups such as Back Pocket Slammers, Frock Up, Metroscape, Selfness, and of course, Area 3000. She's now in hot demand in the local underground with many event announcements and secret projects down the dark and stormy tracks, with much on her mind and much more on her USBs. I couldn't be happier to be chatting with the lethal weapon that everyone has their eyes on tonight. My guest is none other than Grayson, aka Disgrace. Hey Grayson, welcome to the show. How are you going? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you very much. Grayson, I am very surprised. Your name is not Grace, as I thought for this whole time. I thought for the whole year that I'd seen your Instagram account that your name was Grace. But Grayson is a very uh, rare name. Uh, did you find that while you were growing up as well? Yeah. Um, I never, I didn't meet another Grayson until I was like 17. I think. 17? Yeah. And you met one? Yeah. I'm surprised you're not the only one that you've seen in your life. Actually, I think I was 18 because um, I was working and we used to, I worked at this Swedish pastry house and um, we had to wear this awful outfit. Um, you're not wearing like a maid outfit like in the Japanese maid cafes? I don't know, but it was definitely a maid outfit. No shit. We had like puffy sleeves and um, a pinafore. Okay. Um, and we had to wear a name tag and... So, yeah, this guy came up to me and he was like, and he was like um, hey, I like your name. Um, that's my name too. I was like, oh, cool. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the creep at the Swedish cafe. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is the one place you want to meet your namesake. I know. And this was in Perth too. You're originally from Perth, right? Yeah. Ah, I thought so. Because I did find your name had clicked yes in attendance to uh, a very questionable event called uh, Corporate Hose and CEO's Ball. Do you remember attending that? Oh, my God. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> How the freak did you find that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a very long time ago. It was in uh, 2015, so almost uh, seven years ago now. True. What were you doing seven years ago? What was I doing seven years ago? Well, that was like when I just finished school. Ah, uh, classic. So it was yes. probably something fucking stupid <laughs> well i mean look dude that was so long ago i also do know that you've been looking up videos on youtube on how to mix psytrance <laughs> do you remember do you remember that video <laughs> you found my youtube <laughs> i did find it i did find it that's, great playlist by the way that's so funny um oh that's so embarrassing <laughs> do you know do you know how to mix psytrance no are you an expert no i don't um <laughs> i don't mix psytrance but i did go through a big psytrance phase um and I think this was actually towards the end of the second lockdown. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Me and my best friend were, like, so excited to go out. We saw their SO tickets were um, getting released and we were like, we're going. Mm -hmm. Like, we, it was 
the light at the end of the tunnel, but obviously we didn't go. Well, do you have your light at the end of the tunnel now? Um, there's so many lights at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Too many. It's a bit overwhelming, isn't it? You've got so many events coming up. You're playing back to back with so many people. I know. I know that you're going back to back with is it KTH at uh, Haptic soon? Yeah, that. Um, they just got the date for that, which is the 11th of December. Oh, now, not too far away. Yeah. Um, what else are you doing? Um, I'm playing for Metroscape. Yes. Um, on I think that's on the 18th of December, a week later. Okay. Okay. And that's a bit tough. And I don't think I think I've been to the top one time. Um, but I've heard it's like pretty small and nice, so that'll be really fun. I think. You've only been to the top one time. How long have you been living in Nam for this whole time? <laughs> for for five years. And you haven't been to the top except for once. Wow. <laughs> one time, yeah. yeah. I saw um, DJ Chrysalis there. Ooh. Chrysalis. I always say his name wrong. And Chrysalis sounds more fancy. Yeah. We could call you a DJ Disgrace or something Disgrace. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Disgrace is a very self-deprecating name, actually. Yeah. Are you a self-deprecating person? Do you find humor in that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty, um, pretty self-doubtful sometimes. But like all of my friends, gas me up so much. Like, mm-hmm. how can I be self-deprecating when I'm just constantly getting gassed up? <laughs> what's what's uh, the one thing that you find your friends gas you up a lot of about? Um, DJing all the time. They're all like. They're so supportive. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't be like doing what I'm doing now if I wasn't for them. Like that's pretty much it. Also uni though, they're all really good about that. Are you studying graphic design at uni? No, I'm doing interior design. Interior design. So I saw your Pinterest and I was like, oh, oh okay. God. This kind of looks like graphic design. I'm not too sure. But then I saw the tattoos and I, I saw that you have a penchant for um, the classic American style. Yeah. Uh, which is quite well, cool. Well, I've got a lot of... Um, like traditional tattoos. I'd actually like to know about another thing that your friends seem to be gassing you up on. You're doing a sexy calendar soon. Yeah. I saw that you're at least one of the months. Yeah. Uh, is that all just you? Or Do you is want it... to know which day, which month, I mean? I would love to know which month you are. Oh, well, I'm in July because that's when my birthday is. Ah, I see. There's going to be 13 of us because so my sister is the one that has, like, organised the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And she's just, like, asked a bunch of our friends to do like a photo shoot each um, in like not necessarily like erotic, but um, just like whatever makes you feel sexy, mm. like wearing whatever you want. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's so cool. Like I was so, so nervous. Like we did my photo shoot um, a couple of weeks ago now and I was like panicking before. Um, <laughs> Why? But just like being in front of the camera, just like t- getting photos taken. Are you not a very photogenic sort of person? Because I feel like all the press photos that you sent me um, in preparation for this interview, well, the one that you sent me, very cool, very deadly. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know my angles. Ah. Someone yes. said to me, like, oh, she knows her angles. And then I realized, like, yeah, I do. <laughs> you just have to get the right angle and the right face. Like, the lips are slightly parted. That's oh. what my model friend told me. Oh, yeah. I see. I need to get me a model friend. Yeah. If anybody out there is a model, please tell me what my angle is because I have no fucking idea what it is. <laughs> it's so um. helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this calendar for, though? Is it just a passion project? Yeah, totally. Just a passion project. Um, after I did it, I just felt so, I just felt so sexy and like empowered and just like also really proud of myself Mm -hmm. because like sexuality for so many people is like very private and, um, it just feels really good to like have that on show. Is that the first time that you've done something like this? Yeah. 
Aside from taking nudes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's that's more of like a private thing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. This is quite cool that you're doing this because I actually don't know what the male general male experience is, but for people like myself, I kind of also still feel like my sexuality is very much more of a private thing. I've never really put that out for public display, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I wonder if it's because it's kind of frowned upon to sort of like view yourself as sexy or to like um, put yourself out there as like, you know, oh yeah, I'm the, you know, guy with the six pack just like <laughs> lying on a floor somewhere in uh, Calvin Klein jocks, you know, like. On the beach. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah, I don't feel that. And perhaps I should try it because it seems very empowering. Yeah, I mean, it comes and it goes as well. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes you just feel really good and then other times you just feel like a slob. I don't know. But yeah. it's going to be, it's such a cool like moment in time because obviously like I'm going to keep this calendar forever. Mm. And like, I can't, it, like if I have kids, like it would be so cool to show them. And like my family's like pretty sex positive, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be just like such a cool experience to show them like not to be so shy and like hiding yourself because yeah, we're, we're so precious. <laughs> we're not puritanicals anymore. No. Back when they were burning witches in Salem. Yeah, I think they would have burned me. <laughs> Do you reckon you would have gotten burned? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm Asian. Of course I would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're dead. <laughs> I, uh, I do have to ask you, though, is it at all? And you say you come from a very sex-positive family, and so that gives me a bit of context into it. But for me to imagine myself... Um, putting myself on display as a sexual being for my siblings. Yeah. To me, that's a very foreign concept. It's actually kind of frightening. Yeah. I don't know if I want my little sister to see me that way. I know. <laughs> um, well, what about you? Well, like, I kind of think me and um, Fifi are friends, more like best best friends before we're sisters. Mm-hmm. Like, the sisterhood, like, comes last, I guess, or comes second to being friends, especially, like, since she moved to Melbourne. Um, yeah, we're so close and like, I think especially in the last year, like she has just changed so much and like, I guess grown up and yeah, it's just so cool that she's doing this. I'm so proud of her. Yes. That's so (laughs) great. Shout out to Fifi. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sure she's tuned in if you two are best friends. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make her um, listen and listen back with me. Yes. (laughs) She has no choice. Have you done any firsts together? Any firsts? First party, first drinks, like uh, first, I don't know, skydiving, whatever it may be. She didn't go skydiving, but she was there when I went. (laughs) Oh, you went skydiving. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've always wanted to do it to see the curvature of the earth. That's the one reason why I'd want to do it. Yeah. Not because I'm a flat earther and that I'm a crazy <laughs> conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but more so just because it it would give me such a better idea of how small I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, of how insignificant I am as a piece of this flesh and bone in the universe. That must have been a very humbling experience even when you were 16 as well. I mean, yeah. I guess it might not have even been that deep when you were 16. Well, it just felt really special because we went there for my mom for her birthday and it was kind of like a surprise that I got to do it with her. Oh. I think she just didn't want to do it alone. Yeah. <laughs> she just she just needed someone to die with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the eldest with me. Come on, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I was the only one that was allowed to. Oh, I was the, I see. the oldest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. And uh, have either of you done it again since? No. 
I don't think I would do it again. Why? The pressure on your ears is, it's just terrible. It's, it's such a bad feeling. And oh, really? You kind of like come back to earth and it's this really weird high that I didn't like. Interesting. I mean, I reckon everyone should do it, but I'm not going to do it again. Did the pressure on your ears feel like um, when you're going really fast in a car and you've got the windows down? And the wind's just, like, completely destroying your ears. Yeah, but, like, speed that up, I reckon, oh, by, like, shit. five times. Jeez. You know when okay. you're sitting in the back? No, you're sitting in the front and someone in the back has the window down? That is the worst. That is it's the so worst. It's so annoying. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For the people out there that do that and aren't aware of how bad it feels, just in the front for once. Just in yes, the front. in the front. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how that really is. Being a driver. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, went, I saw that you went to Europe, right? Yeah. Did you find yeah. those photos? <laughs> I saw I saw a lot of them. <laughs> which which is your favorite? Which country um, is your favorite? This is also very stereotypical, but Berlin for sure. Of course. Germany. Of yeah. course. Yeah. I love that place. Like that is so Berlin especially is like so precious to me. What did you what did you learn about yourself in Berlin? Or was it just all about hedonism? <laughs> or both? <laughs> no, I think I learned um I learned really how to be by myself for because I last time I was there for three weeks, and I was I did meet up with some friends at the start, but mm-hmm. I went out by myself, and it was so scary, but like so yeah. fun as well. Question: Yeah, did you get into the Burgheim? Yes, <gasps> <laughs> I did. I went to Burgheim. <laughs> Grayson, Grayson, I have I have a burning question that i need to ask you that i ask everybody that has been to burgheim apparently it's true <laughs> is it true that there is a guy in the uh men's bathroom i suppose maybe maybe you might not have gone there but is it true that there is a person in the men's bathroom that asks you to pee into his mouth for free <laughs> i um i don't know i wish i knew <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> that's okay well what what other what other weird and wonderful things did you see in the burgheim Tell me about the experience. What is it like? I can't really remember it, to be honest, aside from um, a few things. I Because the night that I went, Rosa Terenzi was playing. Yes. She was amazing. And then after her set, I like I was with my friend Chris and we like went up to her and like said hi. And it was so cool like seeing someone from Melbourne. Mm. Um, but I also saw Tread there the same night. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So it's okay. kind of like I went to all the way to Bergheim and saw Australian DJs. But oh, I guess yeah. nowadays we're truly starting to see the power of um, the local now, considering that we haven't been able to get any, well, very few internationals um, for a very long time. Yeah. I suppose maybe even if we were to spin it another way, COVID is what has led us to be able to find each other. Yeah. If COVID didn't happen, we'd be spending all of our energy just thinking about like, you know, like, what's Interplanetary Criminal doing or what's, like, Mama Snake doing? Like, you know, just people from Europe, people from America, wherever. We're so focused on international yeah. artists, especially. Yeah. Absolutely. But now we have us. Yeah. We're starting to actually figure out, like, what do we sound like? Yeah, what is actually, what, like, is the actual Melbourne scene instead of, like, who can support the internationals from Melbourne? Yes, yes, exactly right. Yeah. Who sounds like these people, you know? When I found you uh, at first i was like that's a cool name i'm gonna listen to that um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then i actually Success. listened to the music and i was like oh this is this is some heavy stuff has hard dance and techno always been the vibe for you uh when did you sort of come into that sort of sound uh for the disgrace moniker well i when i started djing i was 
playing Deep House and um, Tech House as well. Yes. Yeah, in 2019 when I went to Europe, um, that's where I just fell in love with so with hard dance really like it kind of just like was a flick of a switch um i was like deep house is boring like i can't listen to this anymore it's so slow um (laughs) 150 (laughs) plus only ever since then yeah which i want to know which mix you found me from um it was the the back pocket slammers one that i heard oh because i saw the name before and i was like oh okay like Disgrace, I'll make a note of that. And then you kept, came up again with Back Pocket Slammers, and I was like, okay, I know those guys. They have good taste. They have really good taste. Oh, says you, who was selected. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gassing yourself yeah, up. You I'm don't need fuck. friends. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it seems as though that you have caught the very rare attention of Algorib as well, um, courtesy of DJ R. Lee. Have you got any events coming up with um, Algorib um, very soon? I don't know how soon it is, but yes. Mm. I'm definitely I'm doing something else with them, which is so exciting. Is it secret? Yeah. You can't tell me? It's a secret. Oh, come, oh, come on. He'll never <laughs> no, listen to this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so will everyone else. Have you, have you met DJ R. Lee before? Yeah. How, what is he like? I've always wanted to know this because, I mean, <laughs> the reason why I want to know is because he kind of looks like, he kind of looks like a pimp. And this <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're all so, like, they're, all of them are so lovely. Like, I, I get really intimidated by people really easily and I was very intimidated by them all. Mm. But, yeah, they're just so nice and, like, they have given me such a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're all so humble and very talented. I feel so blessed. <laughs> <laughs> what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do with all this? I would really love to play in Copenhagen because they, there's a few DJs and producers there that I'm just so obsessed with, like um, Matriarch and DJ Ivon. Nice. All, all these names, like Arachnal, I don't know if they're, all exactly from Copenhagen but um just that like scene up there it's really small and really nice and I just love the music so much like I feel like everything that's happened to me like in the past year has been such a surprise and I never ever thought this would happen like I feel like me thinking oh maybe I'll play in Europe one day like I think that could happen yeah I mean I, I would I don't I think it's not so unrealistic that's what everyone keeps telling me as well. <laughs> Has it been a little bit weird with everything going so fast? Because I would agree, your particular rise has been pretty meteoric, I'd say. Yeah. Sorry, not mediocre, meteoric. Yeah, Let me yeah. get that clear. <laughs> yeah, it's mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. <laughs> um, yeah, it's happened really fast and I feel like I'm a bit of an internet DJ mm. because I've only really played out, like, played out a few rapes, but... I've only played in a club like three times, I think. How was it? Like, do you like playing in a club? Yeah, love it. I mean, playing at 524, that was incredible. Like, the sound system is amazing and the energy in that place all the time is just on fire. Mm. Um, Playing at Colour was also really good, Um, but it's a bit harder to DJ there. Why is that? Because the, the bass is really, like, loud or something. I would agree. I would agree. I've been. Yeah. I've only been on the other end of those decks uh, on the dance floor, yeah. and I would agree that bass is really loud. Yeah, and it's. I think it sounds good if you're listening, 
but to try, especially trying to V-match is pretty hard. Oh, true. Yeah, that's right. Can you even hear your headphones, like, in the queue? You have to have it up so loud, like your poor eardrums. Oh, yeah, hello, tinnitus. Yeah. My old friend. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting to me that you have this dichotomy between being a very lethal hard dance DJ, but then also being an interior designer. <laughs> um, it's it, they're, they're two very different worlds. They are. I, I wonder... If you go into any of these clubs and you look inside and you're like, could be better. <laughs> that couch could have been over there, or <laughs> those lights could have been over there. Do you do you ever get that? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to throw shade. It feels kind of rude, but um, subclub is so random. Like, <laughs> I feel really bad saying that because it's my favorite place. Yeah, yeah. Um, to go, but when they turn the lights on. And you see, like, all this timber that's different colours. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm allowed to be, like, because I'm an interior designer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're about to be certified, you know, for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got the skills. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Subclub, if you're looking for an interior designer. Yeah, you, You've got one right here. <laughs> That'd be cool, though, if you <clears throat> had the job of designing clubs, Oh, actually. yeah. You know, I, this semester, I just finished, um, all my work the other day but i designed two nightclubs really yeah and last year i designed one as well holy crap what do you have to take into account like when you design a club well <laughs> i kind of just did the aesthetics of it uh-huh, like uh-huh. we didn't um we didn't really have to like design the sound and all that kind of thing oh no that, um, that's not what i mean i mean more like to make it look nice what do you need to do oh right right yeah. um <laughs> well the one that I posted on my Instagram the other day. Um, that one, I just wanted to have like some, like a big dance floor and a mezzanine level where you could go upstairs and just chill out and see everything that was happening downstairs. And oh. it kind of is a bit like miscellanea. Have you been there? Uh, no, not miscellanea, but it kind of sounds like the gasso that you're describing to me. Yeah. I'm trying to look on your yeah. Instagram, by the way. I can't really. Oh, no, I do see it. Oh, okay. Um, for the people that cannot see, because obviously this is just audio, um, we're going <laughs> yeah. inside. This is a 3D render. Holy shit. You went through the top of the door. Why couldn't you just go through the door? Okay, now we're in. I couldn't figure out how to go, how to make the door open. <laughs> um, to the right, immediately so we bad. have stairs. We've got a hangout area with couches and a plant. You want to put plants in a club? Yeah. Okay. We're going up to the mezzanine area. It's all it's all exposed brick. Oh, we've got beautiful uh, skylight windows uh, just at the top there, along the side. Then, you, oh my goodness, I love the way that you're doing this. Actually, what's your what's your reasoning for plants in a nightclub? I think plants belong everywhere, mm-hmm. but in Amsterdam, in this like club called Shelter, um, they have palm trees inside. Palm trees. Yeah, and it kind of. It just has, like, a nice vibe. How do you fit a palm tree inside a club? Like, they've literally planted it? They're, like, they're like those small palm trees. Oh, right. Okay. Not those enormous ones you see at the beach. So, subclubs got some questionable design. But how do you rate Revolver? As an, like, actual space, I think it's sick. Aside from the fact that in the middle of the night, um, you just constantly trip over the coffee tables. Yes. Yes. Because you're, like, trying to get through and... Then you see some space, so you like beeline for the space, 
and then you trip over mm-hmm. and get like a huge bruise on your shin. I've been there. Like it's stupid. It's so annoying. Do you, do you think that they should keep those there? Because it seems like they're pretty adamant about keeping them yeah. in the middle of that dance floor. I wonder if it's like something to do with their license or something. Yeah, maybe. Because they have to be a restaurant as well, don't they? Yeah, I think Revolver's cool and it's it's got like such a charm about it. Like you always just, you can never plan to go there, but if you end up there, like... <laughs> You're in. <laughs> that's that's the funny thing about Revolver. You never planned for it. No. If you do plan for it, you're in for a bad night. Yeah. I, I feel. I actually have been there a few times and planned it, um, like a while ago. And I saw like Detroit Swindle and um, Midland. Like they were so so good. Oh wow. But I mean, that's internationals, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, look. I mean, it doesn't remove the fact that they're actually good. You know. They're so, I mean, so good. There is. Yeah. That. Uh, if you had to DJ with one international though. Who would you like to do it with? Oh, it would be Paul Coffey. Oh, yeah. 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 That'd be so I I'm so obsessed with him. I love every single song that he has made. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a sick DJ and cool. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Lovely. Paul Copping, if you're listening, <laughs> understand. That disgrace. <laughs> Please get me. <laughs> Grayson wants to go back to back with you at your next festival gig. That'd be amazing. Um, Grayson, I've been enjoying our chat so far. That's good. However, uh, I believe that we could step this up a notch. So I'd very much like to do a section that I very much enjoy um, on this show called Let's Get Real. Grayson, I'm going to ask you a series of very invasive questions that are going to go to the core of your being so that I'm going to understand who you are, where you have come from, and where you may be going. Does that sound good to you? Yes, sounds good. That's the spirit. All right. Let's get these questions up, which I literally just found off the internet. Uh, <laughs> question number one. In what way do you differ most from your sister? Differ? Um, I suppose, tell me, what, tell me what she's like first. She is um, very beautiful and she is so supportive of everything. Like, she's always there for me. Um, she can be quite insecure sometimes mm-hmm. and I think she's just like such a good friend like I think that's probably the main quality um that you get from her like she is always there for her friends is the one thing that you differ from her that you are a very bad friend <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm a bad friend but I can be a bit absent sometimes what do you mean your, your mind's just not present like where you where you are with your friends yeah well I just get really caught up in stuff and I can only focus on one thing at a time. And sometimes I get really overwhelmed and just kind of have to chuck my phone away and not, um, I just like always forget to reply to people. Uh, yeah. Um, and that is probably a key difference because I'm always forgetting to reply to people and Fifi always replies straight away. She's such a good replier. Do you typically not like social media? Yeah, I don't really like it, but the problem is, like, I do spend a lot of time on it. Mm, mm-hmm. I just really love avoiding people's messages. So, like, if if I message people back, it means that I really do like them. Oh, does that mean you really like me? I guess. Yes. I guess. Yes. <laughs> people, I'm the best. Don't ever <laughs> doubt me. You're famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, How could I ignore someone that's famous? Look, look, I, I may have gotten people the bag once or twice, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I think the 
sentiment of not liking social media just from a general standpoint i totally get like yeah. the 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 thing is is that i use this thing oh i saw my fucking screen time report recently i've been i turned mine off it, it's it's anxiety inducing yeah i've been on this thing like i'm almost embarrassed to say it live on air go on <laughs> i've had a few days where i've been 12 hours a day oh I've had a my few. god i know it's a lot that is it's a, a lot. lot but i do it but like but i got you it. kind of like that's kind of your job as well isn't it exactly exactly yeah i have to talk to people all the time yeah so you can't really avoid that yeah but then i also do play one mobile game on my phone which i really should delete it is <laughs> it is eating up my life what game is it it's it's a game called into the dead 2 and and i'm a big fan of zombie things i like zombie uh survival fantasies imaginations <laughs> and this one just lets you run around and kill zombies and i'm like oh okay cool this this you know tickles the bone <laughs> in a zombie scenario let's say we're in the apocalypse right yeah uh, um i've thought out kind of what i would do i'm still not sure yet but i thought it out what would the first thing that you'd do be what's your plan um am i with anyone or is it just me uh let's say who's in the house with you right now like your your housemates yeah my housemate and his girlfriend it happens right now right now oh shit when we're talking on this interview well i'm gonna have to grab my headphones <laughs> um and i'll grab the car key and mm -hmm. i'll probably just drive as far away as possible okay hopefully hopefully jake's awake i don't really want to leave him here <laughs> is jake sorry your housemate <laughs> my housemate yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, um, you might have to in a survival situation. Yeah. Let's say Jake turns into a zombie and he bursts into your room. <laughs> Are you glassing him? Are you glassing him with the, with the glass that you have? You'd have to. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'll just chuck it. Um, and then I'll climb out the window and shut it behind me really fast. With the keys. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also like, I'm also really slow. So <laughs> I think he would, he would totally catch up to me and eat me. I'm dead. Yeah. Shit. Well, that's the end of Grayson. Uh, in yeah, the no apocalypse. more disgrace. Shit. People, don't ever let a zombie apocalypse happen. We won't get any more disgrace sets. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you're, if you're slow, how do you mentally keep up with DJing? Do you feel like it's an easy activity for you or do you feel like you really have to focus a lot? I really have to focus. Really? Yeah. I'll obviously like get into a groove and it's really easy. But yeah, I do have to focus. I get so distracted. <laughs> By what? By the music, like oh right, I'll, yeah, like I just want to listen to the song, and then all of a sudden, like when I'm mixing, the song will be over. Emergency and loop. emergency loop, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then it won't be much, and I'm just freaking out. <laughs> oh shit! Have you ever done that in the club? Yeah. Oh god. I think I don't know if it was at Algorithm, but I think it was at Inertia. Like I just ran out of time. Fuck. And I just had to like fade the next one up. Oh it's shit! Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, at least it means I'm having a good time. I think there is a propensity for some DJs, including myself, um, I won't lie, to imagine themselves as the the center of the music. When in actuality, we are vessels for letting the, the music, which should be the center of the night, actually, you know, happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it's not about the DJ. It's more about the music. Yeah. I feel like that translates a lot from the wisdom that I've gained from years of fighting with band members when I was doing bands when I was in high school. Um, oh, God, yeah. Where, you know, it would be always lead guitarists being like, 
yeah, yeah, I'm just going to solo for like 32 more bars. And we're like, dude, like, just just relax. We've got to finish <laughs> the song. This is a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and very much like in DJing, I feel like it's not about the DJ and it's more about, no, 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 this song is fucking cool, you know? Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I think like my style of DJing too is like I believe that the song has been made by the person in like that particular way for a reason mm. and I don't really like fucking with it too much because um like I all the music that I play like I love it and I love almost everything about it and I, yeah I don't want to like, I don't want to like bastardize it or something like that I mean at the same time though it takes a lot of skill to mix things really well right like yeah even though you might want to play a song in its entirety and this is again th- like i don't know where i sit on this i'm just playing devil's advocate but yeah <laughs> using the songs as like tools to create a a different sonic experience whether it's through a blend or whether it's through like a really cool transition yeah that that seems to be another aspect of being a dj in that you know you have to show that you do well you don't have to show but you can show that you have a lot of skill in uh, learning how to mix these songs. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I like to find a good spot. In me and um, me and Austin, we just recorded a mix um, the other week for Area Three Thousand, and um, there was this one song that was by DJ Good Love, and it's like a ten-minute song. Um, <laughs> and in the middle, it has like this beautiful like violin kind of. I think it's a violin or a cello. Um, and we, like, totally just didn't play that part. It's so sad. Like, we realised afterwards, like, we don't even get to share the most beautiful part of this song because we just mixed out of it too fast. But how, how many minutes in was it? Was it, like, five minutes in or six minutes in? Yeah, five or six. It's pretty long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a ten-minute song. Like, why are you making a ten-minute song in the first place? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's too long. Love, if you're listening... <laughs> Make a song shorter, man. No one wants to hear yeah. that shit for 10 minutes. No, we're just kidding. Please, please keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's such a beautiful track. And mm. maybe it's just meant for listening in, on its own. Or maybe it's for both. Maybe it is. But also the violin part is really long. I think it goes for two minutes. I think people in the club would get a bit bored. I'd agree with that. I think if you have a non- Oh, actually, it just depends on what kind of person you get on the dance floor. Yeah. Um, what kind of person do you feel you usually get on your dance floors? Is it just your friends? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> so many friends. Um, mm-hmm. When, yeah, at our group, I think like almost every single person that I know was there, mm-hmm. um, which was so sick. But I think um, it's cool having fans. <laughs> 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 see th- this Grayson you get it you get it it is I, I think I think there's a lot of humility in the scene and I, and you know humility is a really good thing but also it's nice to be adored by people that you don't ha- you have no idea yeah. who they are it is nice it honestly it feels so good mm. and like it's so validating and like when someone comes up to me and says like oh did you DJ algorithm um and I'm like yeah and they just say like it was such an amazing experience for them and like I had people messaging me after um just like thanking me and that's like that's something that I have done to people in the past when I've just had such a great time listening to the their set Mm -hmm. and yeah to have that is just amazing hell yeah Yeah. hell yeah 
Lovely. Have you ever had any anyone ask you for a date after that? Because <laughs> I've had that once, and I was like, I don't, I don't know if I can follow through with this. <laughs> um, this one guy, he um asked me for a bunch of track IDs, mm-hmm. and then we've gone on a couple dates. It always starts with the track IDs. Always yeah. starts with the track IDs. I know. <laughs> has, it gone, has it gone well? Do you think he's listened to it? Yeah, he's definitely going to listen. Ah. Um, but it ha- it's gone well. Okay. It's good. Okay. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what we, that's what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm being honest. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Uh, excellent. Um, let's move on to the next question. Oh, I forgot we had questions. I know. We were on such a good roll. <laughs> question number two. What character trait instantly makes you respect someone um honesty Mm. i really Mm. like that i like people being straightforward and not like dancing around what they really want to say yeah i really appreciate that do you feel as though that you're uh you yourself are a very straightforward person as well i definitely try to be and i think that i especially in the last couple of years have become like consciously tried to become more honest because it's just so annoying like if you don't say what you want, like you're not going to get it. True, very true. And yeah, I just think it's important. Has it also, on the flip side, gotten you into more trouble? Yeah, I think so because people, like especially in like I guess Western culture, like people aren't used to the truth. No, like they're <laughs> like when people co- go to France and they come back and they say French people are so rude. Like they're just being honest. Like. <laughs> They're just not fucking around, and I really think that is great. Ah, I see. I think it's admirable. I, I, I'd agree with you there. You waste less time. Yeah. I feel like you're you're more efficient with- We don't have much time. We don't. We're busy. <laughs> we are very busy. We are very busy. I wish there was like 16 hours- No, sorry, 26 hours in a day. That'd be nice. Yeah, two extra hours. I'd like that too. With honesty, though, I have had a conversation with a friend of mine um, about- this particular topic about like whether you should be straightforward or whether you should, you know, for lack of a better phrase, uh, dress your words um, yeah. to sort of deliver your intention in the most <laughs> receivable way, I guess. <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting like that because we, we live in a society now and I, ha- oh my God, I hate to go into a macro discussion about society. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we live in a society now where we are all so divided. Yeah. If anybody has a different opinion to you, they are automatically a monster. We do have to be careful about the things that we say as well. Yeah, um, we do. Most of the time for good reasons. And so I think myself and my friend have found that we caveat our sentences a lot. So uh, let's say, for example, that he loves listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Joe Rogan has a bit of a bad rap. Yeah. But he was telling me that, like, oh, I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast. But, I like, I know that he's, like, a, a bad person and, like, you know, he spreads, like, <laughs> COVID vaccine misinformation <laughs> and stuff. Purposely. And then I stopped him. I was like, I, I like, we all know that. Like, you don't have to caveat it. Yeah. It's fine for you to admit that you listen to it without, you know, going on this song and dance about, like, you know, whether you d- think that he's a good person or not. But um, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that we should caveat sentences like that? or I think it just so depends on... It, I think it depends a lot on who you're talking to. Yeah. Because you don't you don't want to give someone the, bad Im- uh, like the wrong impression if um, you've just met them mm. and they don't know your humour or 
like your articulation of things. Yeah. I think it just so depends on the person. So yeah. if there's more trust, then you can say more. Yeah. I suppose. If they know who you are and like what your beliefs are, mm-hmm. where you stand. Oh, yeah. Actually then. I'd love to know more about your beliefs. So let's <laughs> let's go on to one of my favorite questions. I love asking this question. What is the strangest <laughs> thing that you believe in? Do you believe in the supernatural, heaven, angels, ghosts, luck, fate, magic, mind reading, lizard people, or the Illuminati? Where do you draw the line of belief and disbelief? Oh, this is on the tip of my tongue. There's something that I believe is real. Oh, no. Karma, tarot <laughs> cards, chakras, crystals. <laughs> it's not Where are we going? I'm not, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> um... <laughs> I definitely believe in ghosts. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I believe in Illuminati or Flat Earth or, um, yeah, anything like that. But I've I've had some ghost experiences. Hold up. You've had ghost experiences? Actually, I've, I think I've had two, but um, I've heard some good ones from people. Yeah, but <laughs> what were yours? Tell me, tell me well, about these ghosts. Well, when I first moved into this house... This was only like a couple months ago and my door's really weird. It's kind of like got two locks on it. And I thought at the start that if you fully shut it and I thought the key didn't work basically. So if you're on the outside and you fully shut it, I thought you couldn't get back in. Mm -hmm. I was in bed and I fully had shut my door. So click shut. It was secure. And then like 10 minutes later, it just like swung open. No. And no. like no one was away. No. It was <laughs> so spooky. Oh fuck. <laughs> I was just like frozen in bed for like ten minutes, I reckon. Like oh, Jesus. that like that could not have happened. It wasn't a windy night. And it's also an old house. So Did you feel a different presence? Did you feel a presence in the room? I think I just felt spooked. I didn't I'm not gonna go and say like it was really um, otherworldly and it felt like the ghost was touching me and stuff but because it wasn't oh God. but um yeah <laughs> so that was the latest weird. one yeah you said you had two what was the other one yeah i've just heard like in my old house we've just heard like footsteps just running down um and Fuck yeah i'll never that. forget this story that my auntie and uncle Told us, told us. We're living in this house in North Melbourne like 20 or 30 years ago. So it was like, I think more dingy there back then. I don't know. They just had someone knocking on the door and they went and answered the door. There was no one there. They shut the door, started walking like back to the kitchen and then they were just getting followed. No. By some ghost footsteps. Oh my God. Holy oh, shit, fuck that. I, I don't want to believe this is true and like I feel like my uncle's like a bit of a joke stuff so maybe he has made this up but I don't know I believe in ghosts. (laughs) That sent fucking chills down my spine holy shit. Yeah do you believe in ghosts too? Yeah fuck yeah I believe in ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some people like don't have a bar of this. Well I think it's interesting because they say that it's usually the people that do believe that have a higher propensity of actually seeing them. Or experiencing, yeah, um, and perhaps it's this. maybe that's because the ghost feels safe. Uh, like they feel. <laughs> this sounds really weird. They feel seen. seen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm deathly afraid of ghosts, 
it, like and, and these are the kinds of horror movies that I like. I love what horror movies first and foremost. Yeah. But I'm never scared of the serial killer ones. So like Halloween, Psycho, like those sorts of ones because I'm like that's a human. You can fight a human. Yeah. You know, you know you know how to fight a human. You don't know the ins and outs of a ghost. Fuck no. Yeah. I don't know I don't know if I can kick a ghost or like punch a ghost or you know throw a glass at a ghost. I can't. They can come through the wall if they want. Exactly. Like they're a ghost. They're not an actual thing yeah they're not material and so yeah that's what creeps me out about it i that i just don't know yeah my my parents have actually had a ghost experience as well uh oh, can you tell me it's fucking scary man okay here <laughs> so um at their old house uh <clears throat> they were in like a row of flats the house next to them they noticed that the tenants would only ever sort of stay for not longer than like two or three months and so they'd always be you know swapping tenants every time and they were sort of looking at that and they were like okay it's kind of weird but whatever like not gonna ask one night they were sleeping in bed and my dad wakes up i believe it was like 2 a.m or 3 a.m or something hears like a little bit of a rustle and he looks over at the end of the bed and sees a woman sitting at the edge of the bed, back turned to him. Oh no! It <laughs> like long black hair, sort of like, like your classic, like the ring or the grudge, like Japanese ghost sort of thing. And he looks over, he's like, "Honey, what are you doing? Go back to sleep." And then he hears another rustle, and he looks behind him. My mum's right next to him. <laughs> and so he's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> he, That's he, so- as quietly as he can <laughs> taps my mum on the shoulder and he's like honey wake up wake up and she's like what, what are you talking what are you doing and then she looks over she sees the same fucking thing oh my god it wasn't just your dad it was your mum too exactly <laughs> it's not sleep paralysis it's actually a fucking ghost and so they look at and they're both like what do we do and he's just like just don't do anything. <laughs> just don't do anything. Just stay in bed. And so they like turned back, covers over them and everything. And then, you know, dad was peeking out and he noticed that the ghost was like fading uh, back into the wall to the house where the tenants were going in and out every two or three months. They reckon that ghost lives in the house next door. It just came over for a play date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All this so scary <laughs> yeah holy shit right no oh. like, i've got goosebumps right now like yeah oh man my hands are sweating my palms are sweaty so oh man <laughs> i can't get over people that. if you're out there and you don't believe in ghosts <laughs> fucking how do you explain that <laughs> how do you explain that see christians one <laughs> atheist zero well we're not we're not religious we're not religious at all but we still saw it um okay excellent grayson I think we are about to run out of time, but I would love to ask you one last question, if that's okay with you. Of course. Excellent. Okay. That's a sign that you are enjoying yourself on this interview. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess it's less of an interview, more of a conversation, this one. Yeah. This has been way more relaxed than any of my other interviews, so I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. This has been a lot more relaxed than I expected, too. Oh, excellent. I was stressing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, next question. Uh, Grayson, what are your musical inspirations? 
I'm joking. Fuck that. I don't. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I, I read it. I'd have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I read it in every interview, and I'm like, "What? Who wants to know this?" I mean, I, like, I get it, but like, I don't care. I want to know who you are as a person. You know, like, not about other people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. How would your life change if you inherited one million dollars tomorrow? Tomorrow. One million dollars. Um. I mean, I don't think it would change that much. I would definitely buy some new CDJs. <laughs> yep. Um, and I would definitely go on holidays. Just Europe? Of course. But nowhere else? Yeah, I'd definitely go, go elsewhere. I miss going to Bali. This is like my Perth roots coming out, but I really miss Bali. <laughs> mm. Say Saying like very conversational um, Balinese as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, but how do you say thank you? Tara Makasi, I think. Oh, there it is. There it is. There's the Perthian and you. What else would I do with a million dollars? Well, let's change this question. Okay. What would you do if you had one year left to live? Oh, that's a scary question. (laughs) 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 I would, I think I would just go and travel as well. And I would try and take people everyone with me and pay for them to come with me shit that's a lot of money um because i would be rich if i was dying in a year sure (laughs) i've decided that (laughs) um (laughs) yeah but i'd also love to go and see my family because i haven't seen my family in ages are they all in perth yeah pretty much all of them Mm -hmm. um except my dad's family which are who are here but we're not really like close with them yeah fuck those guys yeah yeah Oh, oh, no. oh, really? Fuck those guys. Okay. No, not really. <laughs> I think if I only had a year to live, I would just do everything that I try and do everything that I want to do in my whole life mm, mm-hmm. with the resources that I have. And I think my mom and dad would help me if they knew I was going to die. Oh, my God. That's really sad now. Yeah. <sighs> Damn it, Grayson. I'm not ready. Grayson, you went and made this fucking sad. It was meant to be a nice way to end this interview. I know. This is the worst. This is the worst interview I've ever had in this show. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I um, made you cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made me scared, and now you make me cry. Come on! Oh my god! Um, what have we done? We've gone downhill big time. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll give you one last uh, question, a bonus question, just to make up for it. Okay. Last question for you, Grayson. When do you feel like the best version of yourself? Um, the best version of myself. This is kind of a bit silly, but. The day after I go out, um, like kind of like the hang, the hangover day. The day after. So, so like go out on Friday night and then just spend Saturday feeling like a bit of a piece, but also just feeling so inspired and happy. And because I've just spent all this time with my friends dancing. Oh. Yeah, I think that's my favorite part of me. Um, or like. Pe- Favorite time, yeah. This is a very rare answer. Ordinarily, the day after partying is people's uh, worst version of themselves. but Yeah, but it's weird. I just feel so content and, like, I just feel like I'm in my happy place because I've done, I've just experienced something that I really, really love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also funny because I, a lot of the time if I have something, if I have a gig on Saturday night, I'll go out on Friday night and just do whatever because I know that the next day I'll feel good really? and I'll be be ready to like have a really scary experience like wow. DJing at a club. <laughs> so so you never feel like completely 
crushed, dehydrated, and uh, scat, for lack of a better word. I think I definitely feel scat, but I also like myself when I'm feeling scat. Oh. Yeah. Why? (laughs) It's just this weird carefree, like, um, yeah, carefree and content is, like, the two words I use to describe it. Yeah. Come all comfortable or something. Well, is it because everybody else around you is also in the same sort of condition or? Yeah, maybe. But also it helps when you drink a lot of water and um, yes. take some ibuprofen because without those I wouldn't feel the content and comfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't deserve to without that. <laughs> <laughs> People always drink, always drink lots of water. Yeah. And water is good for you. <laughs> Our bodies are made up of 60% water. Our blood is made up of 80. Me and um, me and Phoebe have this really silly joke because we had both had really bad pimples when we were growing up. And um, everyone used to say, like, oh, why don't you just drink water? Water cures acne. Um, and it actually doesn't. Like, it's such a lie. <laughs> um, so whenever... Have you tried it? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so whenever someone like says like drink more water, we just have this like silly little personal joke, and it's so funny explaining it to people. <laughs> just drink more water, you'll feel great. <laughs> but honestly, I, I I personally believe that you do. I pee a lot more, but I feel better. Yeah, I would say that I personally wouldn't have ever guessed that you had bad acne when you were younger because uh, your skin looks great Thanks. as it is. I mean, it is the resume camera, so it's very yeah. hard to tell. But well, I'm also a lot older. This and is true. pimples go away when you grow up. Not for some people. Not for some people. No. If you're out there, folks, and you're in your mid-20s and you still got pimples, get a Rakuten. I actually do have a pimple right now. Oh, we're breaking but out. you can't see it. We're breaking out. Yeah. It's time to drink more water. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Gulp. <laughs> Grayson, thank you so, so much for making the time to come and have a chat with me today. It has been such a pleasure to get to know you as you are, uh, Miss Grayson, Miss Gigi, Miss Disgrace. Now, as Disgrace, of course, you have brought me 60 minutes of pure weaponry. Yeah. And I do want to ask you, what tools have you brought me? What are we going to experience tonight to close out the show? Well, this mix, um, I think it's a little bit different from the other ones that I've done. It is a bit slower. Mm-hmm. And um, when the first time I recorded it, I sent it to Fifi. And she's kind of like, she's like my, oh, what's the word for it? Like if I send something to her and she enjoys it, that means it's good. Oh, like, she's your barometer. like uh, My barometer, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I sent it to her and she listened to it like three times over and she was so excited about it. And so I think it's pretty fun. Um, it's got some silly songs, like quite a lot of vocals in it. Mm. Um, but I had a lot of fun putting it together and it's got a lot of songs that I've been wanting to play in a mix for a while, but just haven't put them in. <laughs> I have noticed that it was a lot more melodic and, uh, more around like the 140 range. Yeah. Um, yeah. compared to your other ones. I was actually really surprised at the closing track. I really liked it. What personally. was the closing um, I can't remember now. It was very, it was very emotional. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't like a four on the floor beat. It was uh it was sort of almost like a break. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Mm. The oh that was on uh Amniote um I always say the word but Amniote Times U compilation. Uh-huh. And that's something that I did. Like I put in a few like breakbeaty kind of 
um, broken beat tracks. Excellent. To just like, I don't know, make it flow from start to finish. Show your range. <laughs> show your range. Yeah. Excellent. Um, well, I'm so glad that we get to share it with everybody here tonight. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for being a part of the series. I hope you've had fun tonight. I've had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. That is totally been great. Excellent. Excellent. Do you, have, do you have any negative feedback for me? Uh, how I can improve the show? <laughs> um, don't show your ghost story. <laughs> that was terrifying. Too spooky for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> All right. No ghost stories. That's fine. I can live with that. But also, it's my show. Don't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're the boss. <laughs> yeah. um, excellent. People. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week of Spinning Around. We have had Gracie T and Disgrace on this week. And oh my goodness gracious, it has been an absolute blast. Please tune in next week because we do have some very exciting guests coming up. And please do wait for my announcement on that on the social medias. Also, if you haven't heard already, I've got a Spinning Around compilation coming up with the 2021 alumni. Yes, it is stacked. Yes, it is good. And yes, it is coming out soon. 9th of December, people, please stay tuned. You've been listening to Spinning Around with Haile Minogue on Area 3000, playing Disgrace right now. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> <You did it. laughs>